You're listening to the Ape for Comics podcast, sponsored by StashMyComics.com and our local comic book shop in Roanoke, Virginia, BNDComics.com. And now, here's your hosts, Matt Barrett and Neil Rittman. Hello, you're listening to the Ape for Comics podcast, episode 24. We're finally back after our long winter's nap. I am Matt Barrett, and with me, as always, is... Neil the Young Yeti Rickman. Neil the Young Yeti. You're a Yeti. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm young or a Yeti, but yeah, sure. We're going to spin it that way on the airwaves here. Or the internet waves. (laughs) Ah, I feel like most Yetis look old just because they have white hair. Not me, though. I'm a young Yeti. How can you tell an old (laughs) Yeti from a young Yeti? Um, I'm not as hunched. (laughs) You're less hunched, less tall. I'm getting there. Yes. (laughs) We're all getting older. Yoda was a Yeti. That's the story. (laughs) Not at all. A miniature Yeti. Yeah. Well, we're here to do what we always do, talk about comics, and then we always wander off and talk about quilting. Um, outside of the show, because that's our second hobby, correct? Uh, sure. No. Not that I, I have stab any my hands quilting. to death. But yes. Yeah. It takes a, quite a talent for quilting that I do not possess. But we're going to talk about Captain America 2 first. So if you have, have not, rather, seen that movie, you might want to pause this and come back. And then after we talk about the movie, we're going to talk about some comics. We got poll lists that are ever-shifting, ever-changing, adding stuff, dropping stuff, keeping stuff. Kind of talk about that a little bit. These are the comics of our lives. Yes. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like sand in an hourglass. (laughs) (laughs) So terrible. Why why should we know that? (laughs) Why did we go soap opera? I just shamed myself. I'm not going to speak for you. (laughs) I think it's because... Uh, remember we were talking about the guy in Captain America um, who would go on to be uh, what's his name? Crossbones, man. Yes. And I what's can't remember his... the actor's name. That's terrible. I but can't. Was... I can remember the character's name because it's not obvious. Brock Rumlow. Yeah. But and I was, was like, he has to be someone. And I was like, I bet it's Crossbones, and it was. But I have I had seen him in many different things, but I was thinking maybe Guiding Light because I used to know people that watched that show and. He was on that show, <laughs> which is sad. I don't. I don't remember the music from that one. But, I don't know. either. I haven't watched. <laughs> I was going to ask you to do wop it back to me, but you know, <laughs> it's fun. Well, so Captain America two. What's your What's your score? What, let's go with the. What do we do? Two thumbs up. Blah blah blah. Five stars. What's our I give it. System? <laughs> <laughs> um. You know I. <laughs> I'll give it a, a Steve and a Rogers, I guess. Uh, it was good. <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed it. The fights were really well done. Um, they did a really good job of separating when he was fighting a human, you know, just a regular Joe. Right. Uh, as compared to, uh, you know, the Winter Soldier or, or even Bartrock the Leaper, if I'm <laughs> saying that right. But, you know, they would slow the fights down intentionally when he was fighting guys that were on par with him. And then it seemed so fast when he was fighting regular humans. And I think that really gave it a feel for just how far beyond human Captain America is. Yeah. Cause we, I think uh, coming out of Avengers, that, that was something that maybe they wanted to refocus on because most of the Avengers made Cap seem normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, besides Black Widow and like Hawkeye, like the other Avengers are like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's Captain you, America. You forget that. <laughs> Hey, he can just drop out of a plane without a parachute and be okay and fall from buildings and use his shield as his landing pad. <laughs> and just launch a regular human. I don't know how yeah. far. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It was neat. And I also like the fact that he didn't have to carry the movie. Uh, we had Black Widow. I thought even the Falcon was done very well. And, of course, the Winter Soldier was kind of eerie. I, I love how every time he showed up, he had that sort of theme music. Did you catch that? I did. <laughs> and it was like, it was like some kind of like squealing noise. It sounded like breaks that were bad. I have to admit that I thought they were going to break into like a Slipknot song um, <laughs> because he's wearing the mask, you know, in the beginning yes. or whatnot. And uh, 
I was like, oh, he's got a mask. You're going to start playing Slipknot. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to be some guy that comes out and bangs on a keg and rolls around <laughs> on the uh, the asphalt there. I love Captain America's take on him. He's like, he's really fast and he's got a metal arm. That's the best he could come up with. <laughs> what? All right, this is maybe a sin. Uh, every time the arm was used, and they did this, they did everything so well. The yeah. shield was used so well. Mm-hmm. The you know Winter Soldier's arm was used very well. I mean, they really emphasized these these powers and uh, yeah. these arguments to these guys mm-hmm. um, and and ladies. You know, Black Widow had a lot of fine moments. Yeah. Everyone had a great moment. I mean, like they did that. It was a good takeoff because Avengers that was hard to juggle, but they did it. Yeah, and then in this one where it was like not quite as many, they still did it well. Yeah, um, but yeah, like Falcon, I was like, how how do you make Falcon that cool? And they did. I yeah. mean, they they succeeded so well. They and, did. Uh, he, he was but, a great addition to the movie. But back to what I was getting at, but probably a criminal thing was I kept thinking about Cable every time that arm was. In play. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why would you think about Cable? It's just, I think that's the first time you know that I really saw a bionic arm on a man that was like mostly human, but had like, you know, arguments like that. And <laughs> something I, I could think of was like, are they going to make like an X-Force movie now? I kept like, thinking of Colossus for some reason. It had that, and see, yours that is way better. It. You thought of a cool character. <laughs> you don't like Cable? <laughs> oh, I did. I used to love the guy. Yeah. And then things just kind of, I grew up. <laughs> and Cable didn't. <laughs> well, kind of like, I don't, for me to say I grew up is weird anyway. I changed Cable. I can't read you anymore. I blame a lot of people. Yeah. Including me. (laughs) And that's the story. I'm sticking with it. Cable is the best babysitter ever. (laughs) Sure. Yes. For like, if you want to train like a renegade of funk or something. (laughs) 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 Like, Like Hope, Hope comes back like oh he raised this this girl up and she just starts busting caps but we've kind of trailed off on the yeah. Captain America subject at this Somehow. point yeah so we we also had a discussion earlier about how this was touted as better than the Avengers and I think uh, we discussed how some people might consider this a better movie if they aren't all that into comics and they're more into spy type flicks and action flicks um, this movie definitely I really liked the pacing of this movie it was fast and it was furious. Not that kind of fast and furious. <laughs> it was. It really never slowed down to a point where I got bored. So that there, was good. There was a lot of car things that happened in this. Oh yeah. So I could see why you would call it fast and furious. A lot of car stuff. A lot of people getting hurt. A lot of. A lot of moments where you were like, okay, where are the Avengers now? But so. Uh, because we had some really poor New York, you know? Gosh. Always they have me so brainwashed, I was explaining it all the way in my head because I wondered that. And I'm like, well, they're probably going to say that this happened right as Iron Man 3 happened, so Tony Stark was busy. Yeah. The Hulk never wants to be the Hulk, so he's, like, avoiding it, right? Right. I mean, they can explain Thor. They can explain Hulk. I, I think Stark is a little hard to explain away since he's, like, right in the middle of New York. Um, well, yeah, but he was overseas. off playing uh, patty cake with his little kid sidekick in Iron Man Three. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> weren't they Were they in New York though? I can't remember where they were. Uh, well, I when don't, the thousands I don't of re- Iron Man he, showed up. Where were they? He went. He went to like rural New York if he did, because remember he went way out somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he was dragging the armor around in the snow. It was like a. <laughs> it's like this hard thing for Tony Stark. I don't know. It reminded and, me of Rocky when he had to like go back to training the old school way lifting logs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, Hawkeye I don't have an excuse for. I don't know why they didn't use Hawkeye. He was off on some spy mission. He was and... just, you know, he didn't care to be around. <laughs> he did, He's probably jealous of Cap because things, there was a little tension they played up on between him and the Widow there for a minute. Yeah. And that would have made it weird if like Hawkeye was there because there's something there too. Yeah, exactly. You know? They didn't want to play the Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey triangle. They want <laughs> yeah. to do that. Um, so, and that's exactly the triangle. I didn't realize that. Well, not really, because Black Widow is a lot more uh, cutthroat than Jean Grey, unless Jean Grey is the Dark Phoenix, and that's another story too. But yeah, I've went crazy at this point. Well, so I guess the Captain America three is going to be the hunt for the Winter Soldier. Um, is that? I mean, that's what it I, seemed like. That's Cap's what it seems like. Him. Well. 
the book that was two volumes in trade mm-hmm. so they're it seems like they're taking the exact same format yeah and and brubaker seemed to have a heavy hand in this mm-hmm. like uh you know of course they based the story on his but you know it, basically I think they consulted with him quite a lot. They use him, if you look, as an extra somewhere in there. Yeah. So, um... We need to find a, a screen capture of that or something. <laughs> it, it'd be hard to go back and, and find him with the thousands of people that were in there. I don't think he had a major role, but he probably had a couple sentences. I don't even know. He might have just been there. <laughs> he might have been getting thrown around or blown up. Or just in the background, in the bus coffee. that flipped over. <laughs> well, they they said they they labeled him as a scientist, and I kept trying to think. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably that part where they're working on the Winter Soldier. Oh yes, he's, he's probably, probably in one there. Of those guys. Yep. That's cool because he did work on the Winter Soldier. As a matter of fact, he did it. <laughs> you know what part really creeps me out in that movie? And it, this was in a good way. And this was totally something I wasn't expecting was when they found that old shield bunker and then that reel-to-reel computer started it up and, and the brain of who was what was the scientist's name Aram Zola who's yes. like if do you remember, do you know do you know who he is like have you seen him in the books I, I don't I'm going to be honest I don't know much about him He is the guy and you've probably seen him and not realized it he's the the enemy that walks around and he's basically a big like his his whole body looks like a chest but like <laughs> In that chest is a TV with a face stretch across it. Okay. And he has like a like a laser on top of that chest. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. You know, he looks like a He-Man villain <laughs> more than like a Cap villain. Yeah. But... <laughs> so they they just had him as like this crappy rendering on a very old computer, like a face, and then all these reel-to-reel tapes that were that were all his memories. That that was just really weird for me. I, but it was cool. I geeked out over it because I knew who he was. He's yeah. he's up. He's kind of like Modok. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's who I was thinking about when you mentioned a face on a TV. Think for... about trying to bring Modok to a Marvel movie. Oh gosh, <laughs> it would look so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the creepiest looking villains. Period. I mean, if people yes. get creeped out by Doc Ock, <laughs> dude, Modok is just like he's like a a thing of spam with some hair on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like some like technology like pressed into that meat cake, you know. <laughs> it's so terrible. Yeah, he knows tech. It's all up in a spam. <laughs> so, good movie. We got what do we see previews for? We didn't get we didn't get to see Spider Man in, in. I saw it when I did. went the yeah. other time. This was the second time for me seeing it. Yeah. So, because I'm crazy like that, you know. Go to we, movies all the time. Um, we got Guardians of Galaxy, and then what was the other preview we got? It was Guardians. Uh, I'm thinking hard here. I don't know. Didn't have much of an impact on us. We, we only cared about Guardians. Yes. <laughs> uh, whatever else is whatever. But I, when I went, um, I they did a really good Spider-Man preview that made me go, oh, this might be I didn't think it was going to be bad I'll say yeah. that like when they were going on about it I just wasn't sure about it yeah you know I was I was a little afraid that it would border on Spider-Man 3 which I will say yes it wasn't the greatest of movies but it wasn't horrible it's the same way I feel about Iron Man 3 as much as I I kind of rag on it from time to time it wasn't a horrible movie it wasn't quite what I wanted yeah um, but that's just because I'm a big nerd they so. tend they tend to do too much in, in, in any trilogy you know you can go back through history they tend to try to do too much in the last movie it's like you know the, the pacing wise they're like well we're, we're, we're up to the last one we have to get everything in that we want to get in here because this might be the last movie and that's often a mistake and, and I'll stand by that even though this one looks really good it, it still feels like that's a danger for this one there's so many in it now that mm-hmm. we see in this preview. There's so much that's being touched upon at once. Yeah. And I'm I'm just worried about that. But as long as, like, Eddie Brock is not, like, uh, Topher Grace. <laughs> and I thought I'd be okay with that because I really like Topher Grace from the 70s show or whatever. But I thought maybe that could work, but it ended up not working at all I, for I'm me just, at least. I'm just thankful that we don't have to go through the origin story again. I'm... 
and that was another thing with Cap too. Like mm-hmm. you know, they there was a little bit of backtrack, but not I would say only like I mean tops fifteen seconds. Maybe. Yeah. They I mean they went right into that sucker, and I appreciate that. Let you know, let the people go watch the first one, yeah. or you know, read a book. Um, don't I mean, waste the folks' time that did go through it the first time. Yeah. So that was neat. Yep. Definitely a good movie. Go out and catch it if you haven't. Obviously, we've probably spoiled it for you if you haven't. Sorry, but go see it anyways. I, you know, I think we did pretty good on the that, but you know, I think yeah. maybe a few, but not much. Um, and I will ask this of you: Where do you place this in the comic movie like dumb? Like, is it in mm. your top five? If it is, where is it at in your top five? You know, it, it might have cracked the top, the top five. Um, I'd say Avengers is still tops for me. Um, I liked it slightly better than the first Amazing Spider-Man, which, if you remember, I was pretty hot on last year. So right, it's above that. Uh, I don't know if it's above Iron Man. I really like the first Iron Man. Uh, I don't know. It, Did you watch uh, Dark World with Thor yet? Have you seen that one yet? Yes, that was very good um, as well. So I. I kind of pair those as equal for me. Um, in both cases, I thought they were better than the first movie. Um, I liked the second Thor better than the first, and I liked the second Captain America better than the first. So I feel the exact same way. And maybe that's just because we're so familiar with the origin stories, you know? Yeah, we just, you know, I guess, it, yeah, it wouldn't be as exciting for us. But I'll tell you this. My favorite part of the first Cap was the origin story, even though I knew. Yeah. Because they did the, the uh, period so well with that I thought especially the the way that they have mastered the art of putting um, his real head on a fake skinny body that's just (laughs) that was amazing I keep looking for a glitch and I cannot find one yeah Tommy Lee Jones was awesome as his like uh I don't know if he was his drill sergeant but he was like a commanding officer of some sort he was amazing Mm -hmm. because he was just you know, he was like, I don't want this kid. It was amazing. But anyway, yeah. let's see it here. I think Avengers is my top two yeah. yeah, as well. I don't see – I've not ever seen a movie that many times in the theater, yeah. like at full price at least, uh, or ever, even not, not at full. I mean, I think I saw it five times. Yeah. That, that, so. was, that one's hard to beat because that one was just so much fun. Uh, the banter between, you know, Stark and – and Captain America and Banner and I mean and, and even Thor's humor um, really made that a fun way more fun than Captain America in terms of laughter. Well, I'm I'm a huge Hulk fan. I mean that's my Avenger. So I'm not yeah, unless it I really wish Ruffalo would do his own thing and I would I would hope that it would be awesome. Yeah. Maybe I should be careful what I wish for. Maybe they, it has the Hulk curse where <laughs> I liked Edward Norton's, but it still wasn't exactly what I wanted. Um I think and they I, should. I think I think they. I don't think they need to tell the origin story again. I think they can just go right into uh, a new Hulk movie with maybe some flashbacks and, uh, you know. I now the the Norton movie I did enjoy how it told, like as the credits were rolling in, it mm-hmm. told what had happened. Yeah. You, so they didn't want to mention the Ang Lee movie. Yeah. So they, they kind of explained everything through like flashbacks in the in the opening credits, and they're like, and here we go. And I would appreciate that as well. <laughs> like, you know what they could do? I mean, now that we've gone full-on cosmic, we've gone Guardians of the Galaxy, why not do Planet Hulk? You know? Oh, wow. That could be uh, amazing. That's It's such a huge, though. Huge yeah. in scope, and it I'd is. be terrified of what would come out of that meat grinder. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, I never know with something that big in scope what's going to come out of it. Yeah. That's what has me so worried about how ambitious – Amazing Spider-Man 2 looks mm-hmm. from every uh, little um, rumor I've heard in this about the Secret Six forming in this. I'm like, man, is that too ambitious? I mean, this is the yeah. second film. Yeah. And we're still dealing with Gwen Stacy, which I'm glad because I can't stand Mary Jane. But for us, we know that there's something that has to happen there. Yeah. And that's all I'll say. I think they could do a Planet Hulk because if you think about it, we've We've done Hulk to death um, in terms of the long-running television series uh, and then the two movies, which were basically the same thing if you really look at them. you know, There wasn't a whole lot different uh, between those two movies. Um, so 
I think people would dig a Planet Hulk. I know the fanboys would, and I know other people would just be like, what? You know, just out of pure curiosity, I think they'd go to see it. And there's some yeah. great stories to be told in that, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I and I would love if they kept the design. I absolutely love the, how his design was for the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like all the other ones, like they went very Jim Lee and the Edward Norton, which is a good look to yeah. me. I like it. Yeah. But I I more prefer the old movie monster squareness that yeah. they, they didn't go full on with in the Avengers, but they did it. They had a great balance. Yeah. Yep. And I really would appreciate that Hulk returning for like a solo film. Yeah, I mean, definitely keep that look, but, you know, maybe after Avengers 2, you know, do a thing where it's like, hey, the Hulk is causing problems, we have to do something about this, and let's launch him off into space. <laughs> and that, Why not? <laughs> that might... <laughs> His ship can pass by the Guardians of the Galaxy as a cameo. Uh, they can be like, oh, what the heck was that that just flew by? Do we, do we want to mention the name drop that blew our minds in uh, <clears throat> Cap 2? That we knew was coming, I think. It had been talked that they were going to do this movie, but then they dropped it, and that kind of solidified that it was in the works. Oh, the the Stephen Strange. Oh, I was yes. like, what? Yeah, I didn't catch that. I'm glad you pointed that out. Look yes. Who, who was it that mentioned it? Uh, it was uh, Sitwell, who's like this creep from the actual S.H.I.E.L.D. show. They're trying to you know keep that ingratiated, like keep those running together or whatnot. Right. Okay. So it was just some... Uh, <laughs> Some uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. guy who has some interesting things that happen in the Captain America movie, and I'll leave it at that. But hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see a Doctor Strange. I'm, even, I'm excited to see the Ant-Man movie. You know, let's see what we can do with that. I almost thought that at a point in Cap 2 that they were going to mention old Hank Pym. Yeah, it's odd that that movie is... That's going to come out before Doctor Strange, correct? Uh, it's, to my knowledge, yes. Wasn't it's it like got more work, more production or something? Yeah. Or, I don't know. I almost thought when, um, and you'll remember the scene when Black Widow was working on um, that computer in the Apple Store, right? Or whatever. This was ridiculous, but um, <laughs> there was a little bit of ridiculousness. But this is a comic movie, you know. Yes. You just whatever. Um, that that she was working on that uh, that algorithm or whatever that kept changing, and she was like, "No, someone way smarter than me programmed this." I was like, I wonder, it would have been great to have dropped someone like Hank Pym's name into it at that point. Yeah. Like some some guy who goes by Ant-Man on his code or something. It would yeah. have been great. It's something <laughs> like that. What? Yeah, he should have been one of the Apple workers. <laughs> and it just has Pym on the little tag. Oh, like, Is there well. anything I can help you with? <laughs> uh, it'd be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he fell on hey. some hard times. He had, you know, not that working at Apple is by any means a bad job, but, you know. Working yes. in the Apple store is not working at Apple, though. True. <laughs> if Hank Pym had been reduced to, like, salesperson. <laughs> well, mm. you know, maybe he's he's humble like that. Nah, that's not him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they're going to spin it that way, so be it. But mm, it's not the Henry Pym I know. I'll tell you one last thing about Captain America. I think, honestly, one of my favorite scenes in the movie was when Nick Fury's car flipped over and and – uh, just, just him being trapped in the car and, that was and great. trying to penetrate that car was amazing. Yeah, it was a great scene. That was very. I don't. That might have been oddly enough might have been the best scene of the movie, and it wasn't involving Captain America at all. Yeah, it was so tense, and I love that he got a big role in that movie. And when I heard that Shield was like going away, I was almost just like, "Well, what are we gonna do with Nick Fury? He's so good, you know." Uh, he'll always be around. It, yeah. it doesn't matter if he has a job or not. He just kind of does what he wants. Yeah. But he did, he was wandering off. You know, no more Patch. No more... I wonder what they're <laughs> going to do with him in Avengers 2. He's like, I don't want to wear this patch anymore. I'll put some Ray-Bans on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of this. Uh, I, oh, yeah. One thing I did want to... I thought when we were talking about Ant-Man, I think they're using Scott Lang for the uh, the actual role huh. instead of Henry Pym, which is really weird. It's got a lot of people going, what? Yeah. Um, I'm not too opposed to that. It is weird that they're – I think they're going to have a Hank Pym in the movie. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Okay. I'm excited either way because I like all the Ant-Mans they've had. Yeah. Like all the Ant-Mans have been kind of cool in their own way. Like some have been criminals. Some are <laughs> around outright scumbags. <laughs> some are scientists that are still scumbags. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Cool. 
Well, that's all the movie talk we got to spill out of our brains. So now we're going to go into comic talk. Delicious. Delicious comics. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go right to the top of my stack. I see Silver Surfer number one, and I loved this book. It was really good. I and this is this is something uh, did we did we talk a little bit about All Red's art and how it's hit or miss for people? Uh, maybe in the past um, we have mentioned I've mentioned I Zombie several times, and then of course we talked about FF for a little while. I know we both dig it like Macho Man, but yeah, it's not everybody's <laughs> style. It's very pop artish. It's very simple, very thick, bold lines, um, bright colors. Uh, I challenge though. I challenge anyone to look at that that spread about in the middle of the book. Oh yeah, of the planet there, and yeah, not be impressed. Even if you're not crazy about his style, I was just like, wow, that's a lot of crazy going on. Yeah, it's um, it's gorgeous to me. I love comic books that make me feel happy, and w- when they get all muddied and they get too dark, it kind of brings me down. I like these light, bright um, style of comics. I um, I it's it's got me hyped because I feel like there's a lot of heart in this. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dan Slott and All Red are both very much on board. Yeah, they're very they're both very much committed to bringing us a a Daredevil quality book. And when I say that, I say that because okay, I, we'll we'll go on to okay. I'm back into reading Daredevil okay. because I I got on on a. I'd stopped a little while back. I'd had it on my list for quite some time into the twenties, I think, or something. And then I stopped and there was like a 99 cent sale. So I picked up what I had missed and it got me right back in. And so I just told Terry, I was like, Oh, you know, with the B and D, I was like, I got to start picking it up again. Hmm. And it's, I feel like silver surfers in that vein. Yeah. of commitment. Cause there's a very big difference between reading Mark Wade's daredevil and his Hulk. I'm a huge Hulk fan. I don't like his Hulk at all. Yeah. This Hulk has fallen flat for me, uh, unfortunately, and I mean that's just how it is. And I feel like I'm getting that from Charles Seol and She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. She, I feel like there's a lot of just really their their hearts in it. You can tell when someone's taken to a character, or yeah. they just this is the book that I want to be writing. Yeah. I might be ma- doing other books to pay the bills, but this is the one I want to write. Right. We, um, we mentioned, you know, Charles Soule being that he is uh, a writer slash lawyer slash musician. Um, it would definitely uh, – the, the She-Hulk was probably the book that he wanted. It would, Maybe and, next but, to Daredevil, but, you know, because Daredevil's a lawyer too. So, Well, well, and that being said, I'll temper that with I've heard great things. You've been reading his Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah. People have been reading – I read some of his Red Lanterns and liked it. I just was making cuts, and it happened to be one of the ones I dropped because – my DC dwindles yeah. a lot more than my Marvel. Um, Even just, the Superman Wonder Woman um, was good. I just couldn't fit it on my pull list uh, for, you know, money reasons. But this guy's crazy. He's like a mad genius of writing that's just come out of nowhere and writes four to five solid books a month. I don't know how he does it. I'm worried about it. It reminds me of Bendis. Uh, not that they're the same writing style, mm-hmm. but it reminds me of, okay, Bendis in his heyday only had a couple books and was doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that'll lead me into saying something at the bottom of my list that we've talked again and again about is Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. We want it to be so good. And it's not a horrible book. I'm not saying it's horrible right. by any means, and I'm not trying to make it 2008 all over again. But the trial of Jean Grey just wrapped up. So this was a crossover between a book I was reading and wasn't during this crossover, All New X-Men, and it, and it, it's still dealing with something that they're harping way too much on. The the X-Men coming from the past and being in our present should not have lasted this long. Yeah. Um, this is a gimmick that they're milking way too much of, and I mean, of course they're gonna do that. That's what they do. Right. Um, we wish they didn't, but. I, if I keep on wishing for that and not to be married and have a house, then things are never going to get done. <laughs> so I'm not going to wish for that anymore. I'm just going to probably I'll give this another um, three to six issues. Yeah. If I'm not, if they're not, you know, coming out of this crossover and it has a chance to find its own identity again, I think there's a big opportunity here to go in. The movie's coming up. Bendis can get this thing back on track. I know he can do it because he's done awesome work in the past. Let's do it. Let's get six 
you know issues the next arc i want it to be awesome yeah they need they they went way too quickly into a crossover and that's why i dropped it you're starting to add new characters to the core characters you're adding x-men you're adding iron man and it's just it took away from what made guardians special and what we all loved about the 2008 series was that it was just them and it was them against the world and nobody else was meddling and i liked that and i think they're taking away the power of that book by infusing too much of the marvel characters right and i'm i'm I'll say this: I'm not too hopeful uh, for the simple fact of at the next. You know, there's a preview at the back of the book that says "next," and it's got them, but then it's got Miss Marvel and yeah. Venom, the new guy with some Uzis out in space. Yeah, it's so. Let's cram that into there. Look, stop trying to sell me characters I don't care about in books I do. Yeah, like I don't. If I if I wanted to, I'd be looking at it. You can make me care about it by doing some stuff, some neat interviews online. Don't don't slam him into my you know book just to yeah it's terrible especially yeah. for a book like Guardians I feel like the opportunity here is okay even though we're 13 issues in here Matt to Guardians yeah 13 issues in I still don't have the identity for the Guardians that Bendis wants us to to know yeah it started off very strong with that issue zero I really like what they were doing with Star Lord yep there and I was like oh this is gonna be great and it kind of went haywire ever since. Yeah, the first and, like four or five issues seemed like it was building to a really kind of cool thing, and then next thing you know, they're adding uh, An- Angelus. Was that what it was? Angela, yeah. And while I'm an Angela fan, I didn't want that. Yeah, it's just crazy. It was bad enough we had to throw Tony Stark on the team, which I hated. Um, I don't know. I, the guys that wrote the 2008 book are the reason why we're having a movie. I really wish they would have just put them on the book. It would have been great, um, but maybe they knew. Honestly, maybe they knew what was coming with this this movie train that they were gonna just jam characters that they wanted press yeah. in the book because they knew this book was gonna move because it's a movie coming out. Yeah, I, I mean, but here's the opportunity they're missing. Like I was saying, the identity has not been found for these characters. We haven't yet. I can already tell. I could tell. I'm probably gonna love the movie, but I can also tell that these characters are a bit different from the ones we knew in 2008 in the movie. Right. Introduce them in this book now. Right. Get let us get to know the the <laughs> the Batista Drax. Yeah. The, <laughs> the the what's his name from the Hangover Rocket, you know? <laughs> and you know, the new Star Lord. Star Lord looks very different. His attitude seems, you know, very a little bit a lot more you know, he was very um what am I looking for? What like Spider Man, like Deadpool when they're dropping one liners. <clears throat> right. You know, he was kind of that, but it seems like they're taking him away that. I, yeah. If if I'm right. wanting to get to know these for the movie, do that. Yeah. Don't give me like other characters that we don't. Even, they're not gonna be in the movie. Yeah. Venom's not gonna be in this movie. <laughs> no. Captain Captain Marvel, who wants to be Storm so bad, <laughs> from the '80s. Yeah. Is not gonna be in this. So, I mean. Uh, Jean Grey is certainly not gonna be in it. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I had the same problem with uh, the Avengers title, you know. I I just wanted to see the Avengers have some cool adventures and fight some bad guys, and they had to go all, you know, complicated with it. That was crazy. The Hickman stuff. Yeah. Oh, he went crazy. Bendis is doing the same exact thing. I don't, and maybe it's working for some people, not working for me. So it is working for some people, and I don't. I mean, I'm just different. Yeah. <laughs> we enjoy simplicity, you know, and that's why I go back to to Charles Soule. That's why I think he's knocking all his books out of the park. There's nothing um, incredibly complicated, but there's just enough new stuff in there. Like you would think, okay, what else can you do with Swamp Thing um, that wasn't covered? Well, he's found something, which is pretty amazing. Um, he's every issue is a surprise with the Swamp Thing for me, and. I couldn't say that about Snyder's stuff. You know what I mean? It was very slow and plodding. It was good, but well, I, every title moved at such a snail's pace. Um, this is actually progressing, and I'm getting small arcs in here where where there's conflict and resolution. Can I can I step back? Okay, yeah. when in, can you say initially when you're reading Snyder that was new? Yes. Like when the rot started. 
or oh, whatever. I loved it, it was it was new and fresh, but it drug out way way too long. That's yeah. what I got from what we had talked about. Yeah. But and I think they I, even admitted that. I'm not saying that it was bad at all. And for a while there, Snyder was my favorite writer, but um, after a time, I, I longed for some faster paced comics um, that I didn't have to go back and read a whole bunch of issues to to remember what I read the previous month. Um, and this new Swamp thing is very much like that. Um, he's doing some really interesting, different things with this book. And I know you like the She-Hulk. And um, I just got the new issue in Doom's on the cover. I'm excited. Oh, wow. Very cool. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, next year we're going to be talking about this guy. And he's going to be up. Uh, he's going to be up with the big names. Well, like isn't it, he already uh, – isn't he doing the new Inhuman thing? I know who's that. Uh, I don't recall. I thought he was like because I thought Joe Mad dropped something about him, hmm. but I, I fear for that. They I always just, take. I hate that. I hate yeah. taking. They take their best and brightest, and they overwork them. Yeah. They overexpose them. Well, luckily he's he's not exclusive to to either company, which is a good thing. He could take his ball and go home. Yeah. yeah. And he's also doing um, an independent book, which I, I ca- cannot re- uh, remember the name right now. Uh, I don't know if you've, if you're closer to a computer than I am. Actually, I'm right near my computer, but my keyboard's far away. <laughs> see, let me see what I can hook us up yeah. with. But he's he's got some independent stuff as well. So I mean, you talk about what five, six titles a month. That's crazy. But they're see. all good. He's doing it <laughs> somehow. God bless him. He's a nice guy. We met him uh, at the Charlotte Con. Yeah, he was. He was so laid back; it just blew my mind. Like, oh yeah, he was totally cool. Is it called Strange Attractors? There's something that there's 27 first. I'm just looking at kind of like his books right. as he's done. I don't know if there's his site's pretty crazy. I don't know. <laughs> like his website's pretty awesome. I'll Is say it? that. Cool. Yeah, he's. Well, let's stuff. let's go on. What else? Letter. You... It's called Letter, isn't it? It's from Ani Press. Yeah, I think. And he is that. doing the new big crossover event, Inhuman. Oh wow! Or just the book Inhuman. I thought Matt Fraction was doing that. Hmm. That's weird. I'm wondering if he's. Gosh, I hope he doesn't fall off Swamp Thing. Yeah, that's he might have uh, to drop something. He's he's he just got started with She-Hulk, so he's not going to drop that, you know. He's he's doing. Look, I'm looking at his uh, bibliography or whatever on Wikipedia. He's doing three books at DC and he's doing three books at Marvel, and he's got one at Ani Press. Wow. Now what's what's the three at DC? Swamp oh yeah, Red Thing, Lanterns, Swamp Thing, and Superman, Wonder Woman. Right, and then the three he's currently. Well, no. He's not doing three at Marvel anymore. He wrapped up his Thunderbolts run. Okay. Right? That's right. Um, he was writing that. And then uh, She-Hulk and Inhuman he's doing. Okay. So, and then Letter is still going on hmm. from Ani Press. And that, that might be his brainchild because it's like got from 2013 on. But it, hmm. yeah, Letter 44, number one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 44 rings a bell. That's what. Letter 44. Yeah. Actually, sure. we should try that out. It started in 2013. Yeah. Let's do All it. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll get it digitally. Yeah, it'd be good. And then if it's good, I'll pick it up at the shop. Yeah. Exactly. Just try it out. Give it a try first. Well, we were talking about some stuff that might be falling off your list. Let's let's go over some drops, and then we'll talk about some of the new stuff we got coming in. Well, first, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to talk a little bit about Deadly Class. If okay. you like Remender, you, and I know a lot of people say he's hit or miss. This is definitely a hit if you like Battle Royale. Okay. If you like awesome art mm-hmm. if you like the 80s yes if you like assassin schools for children <laughs> which who doesn't it's like it's like what if the x-men were the breakfast club for real <laughs> but were assassins on top of it you know like wow. they weren't mutants they were assassins they were breakfast club it yeah. sounds like wolverine should be running this school and professor x reminds you of the old man from big trouble in little china um <laughs> exactly what Egg, egg foo or whatever eggs. So this is remender and and is this image? This is image. Okay. This is the image joint. <laughs> <laughs> An image deal. And uh, 
we got Rick Remender doing the awesome writing. I mean, mm-hmm. the art in this is, is fantastic, and I want to make sure I get the. I've got the three names: Remender, Craig, and Lou Ridge. Hmm. And um, as to who does what duty, though, and I should know that this since I love the art so much. I don't. Why is it writers? You remember it used to be always be the artists that stuck in our heads. Yeah, like always. And now, it's and now, writers. like I'm, I'm all off. And is it is it because we're older? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's yeah, Wes Craig doing okay. the art. Oh my gosh. You know why? You know why I think we tend to identify with the writers more is because they're a little bit more consistent in general. We see a lot of artists come and go often on arcs, filling issues and such. I mean, I'm on oh. Harley Quinn number four, and we've already got a different artist. Um, yeah, it's Wes Craig and Lou, Lee Luridge on colors, and the colors in this are span- fantastic. I mean, we, we talked to uh, Matt Roberts of Manifest Destiny fame about, you know, he was worried about what someone would do to his his pencils right. and inks with their color. Right. And uh, and Jenny, uh, Gianni, or Gianni, I can't say, ah, his name's always messed up, but his colorist... Owen, yeah, it's Owen Gianni or Gianni, yeah. I think. Yeah. Does it's blows my mind, oh, and yeah. I think it did him as well. It changed his mind as to you know he really thought, wow, colors are great for my yeah. work. Oh yeah. Um, and it, and I feel like this is just such a great mashup too. And if you read the letter columns in Deadly Class, it feels like this is that book that Reminder wants to be writing. Right. You know, not not Uncanny Avengers or whatever. Right. <laughs> um. We don't talk about that too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's Deadly Class. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, that being said, all of the Manola stuff still solid from Dark Horse. I, if I had to drop everything today, my books would be the Manola verse, uh, the Goon stuff from Dark Horse, right? Yep. All of that. That's to include Lobster Johnson, things like Baltimore, things like uh, Witchfinder. Um, all of that stuff from Dark Horse would be there. Mouse Guard, mm-hmm. right? Turtles, Manifest Destiny, Deadly Class. There's right off the top of my head. If I had to drop everything, the big two would eat it. Right. If I had to, if I had to trim it down that much, hmm. they would they would fall hard. Even even Simone, who I love to death, um, I might keep Sonia, and that's a maybe. Because hmm. I like it. I don't know that I love it. Hmm. Interesting. I, I could not drop Sonya. There's no way. Oh, you're you're a, a big fan of the the uh, awesome woman there, huh? I'm, I'm hooked. I'm hooked, especially with Gail writing it. But I I liked the um the miniseries too. That just wrapped up. Um, I don't. I I like it a lot. I don't know what. And I, it's that. It's like that with Conan too. Like Conan stuff. I like it. I don't know that I love it. It's right. sometimes when I'm in the mood, I do love it. It's one of those that I'm definitely. It's a mood book for me. Right. When a mood hits me, I'm really into it. And then when I'm not, it's kind of like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I, the only, I mean, oddly enough, as much as I seem to be down on DC, I'm getting three of their titles. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much getting Harley Quinn. The Justice League 3000 is still interesting to me. And even though Swamp Thing isn't on my pull list, I always grab it. <laughs> it's there. So it might as well be on my pull list. Um, and then. Marvel-wise, Silver Surfer, of course. I've got Elektra coming out on my pull list, as well as the uh, Scotty Young uh, Rocket Raccoon. So, I've got yeah. I think I've got three DC titles. Well, that's doing. I'm thinking now. Got I've got Batgirl. Lanterns, Batgirl. I don't have any lanterns anymore. Oh, you don't do? I thought you did Red Lanterns. I I did. I dropped it like okay. a little while back. It was one of those hard choices of dropping. Yeah. Just because the problem with Lantern book is even if you're reading one and it's good, it's going to tie into all the rest of them one, once per year at least. Yeah. Well, now you're going to you have a big like Lantern thing, and then you're going to get law. It's just, oh, it's too you much. You got Supergirl as a Red Lantern. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that was enthusiastic, That's right? Happening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, all right. But then, then uh, indie-wise, of course, Manifest Destiny for me, and I'm pulling two Valiant books, Eternal Warrior and Quantum and Woody. Um, and you, I also have two Valiant books. We're awesome. Would you drop Archer and Armstrong? Ooh. That'd be a tough one for you to drop, wouldn't it? 
I'll say this. I'm in the I just finished up reading the one that came out this week and I don't know that I could drop it. The ones there were a couple that had really bad layouts I thought mm-hmm. that were right before it that had me going, "Oh man, they're they're falling off the train." Not right. that it was going to be horrible, but it was just going to be like everything else. Right. Which I don't you know, I'm not going to spend my money on something that's like everything else. I want the new Coke. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> like uh, but that's I love that book. I love what is at the heart of that book, and I don't know that. Yeah, I that would be one I keep. I don't know that I would keep Bloodshot right now because that's kind of it'll depend on how that next one goes too. That's that's a book that fluctuates. It wasn't for a while, but right now I think Valiant scare me because they're trying a little bit too much crossover. Mm-hmm. They need to just keep to the heart of these characters for a while. Maybe have a crossover uh, every once in a blue moon. But I would. Mm. Yeah, it's all connected. The- you know, we get it thing. now. Yeah. Um, we get that it's connected. I think they're trying a little too hard to make us see how everything's connected. Yeah. We, we, we get it. Like, <laughs> like, it's like, all right, all right, guys, hold on, stop. No, your artists are tired. Give them a second. <laughs> we want this to stay good. Because um, Pierre Perez came back on, on this issue, and the layouts were a lot better done. Hmm. And I'm loving Punisher right now too. I don't ah, see. I get into this. I I think no. This is concrete. This is what I could do. And yeah. I start thinking harder. And I'm like, ah, oh, could you drop the Punisher? Yeah. Could I drop Batgirl? Batgirl would be a tough one. Mm-hmm. If I had to keep one Simone book, it would definitely be Batgirl. Because hmm. I'm reading Tomb Raider, Batgirl, and um, Red Sonia. Right. And if I had to keep one of them, it would be Batgirl hands down. Hmm. But because we know who's coming up, Ragdoll is about to show up in this. Oh yeah. Piece, and that's that's gonna be crazy time. Yep. So, <laughs> why do I get like street when I talk when I get excited? <laughs> it's about to show up in this piece. That's right. I'm gonna break it down. Street Neil. <laughs> That's so terrible. But yeah, I, the layouts went real wonky for a minute on some of our Valiant, and I think it's because they're putting out so much on a regular schedule. Right. They're having artists that they're having to tag in when uh, some of the guys that take a little more time, and you can tell because the art's just done better. Right. Um, like Pierre Perez, I love him. I wish he could stay on Archer. I wish he could do every book in Valiant, uh, for that matter. But it's you know a bit much. You know what's coming up? I forgot on my poll list is the miniseries with uh, Quantum and Woody and Archer Armstrong. That's true. That's and going that, to be a riot. I hope. And I the three Matt gave me three issues to read of Quantum and Woody, and I'll tell you this: awesome book. <laughs> I akin it to the the good Deadpool jokes yeah. as opposed to the bad Deadpool jokes. Right. Like, and I don't mean to compare it to Deadpool, but like the comedy is there, you know. Yeah. And it, it's my only laugh out loud book that I have on my list. I see, that's Archer and Armstrong for me. I yeah. feel like that's why. Yeah, that's I. <laughs> who are? They, how are they going to come up with the funny in this? Because that seems <laughs> like that's they're going to have to bring it for that. Oh yeah. The four if it doesn't, it's going to come together, off pretty. Is it going to be incredible? I, I'm worried that it will come off as too, them trying too hard with the funny. Maybe. Uh, what will be interesting is, um, uh, what's it? Uh, Armstrong is going to get along very good with Woody. You know, because yeah. they're, they're kind of similar party guys, and then you're going to see the other two kind of pair off because they're more serious. So. Yeah. <sighs> I'd have to keep I'd have to keep I think my valiant for sure. There'd be like I'd have to make a rule to where like okay, now choose one from Marvel, now choose one from DC. And then <laughs> Valiant gets two. <laughs> <laughs> like and then I'll I'll have what I, all the other ones I'd said for like Dark Horse and uh, Image stuff, but yeah, the, the one Valiant book that's might be on my chopping list is Eternal Warrior and I've spoken to you about this about how we went from Eternal Warrior as like he doesn't they he ages very slowly or not at all from what I can tell, um, but all of a sudden we have him as an older man and a grandpa. We just jumped into time, literally like thousands of years, and uh, although the story's good, I'm still not quite sure we why we jumped into time. Um, this is Greg Pak, so you know his mind can go all kinds of crazy places, and that's sometimes a good thing, sometimes not. Um, like I said, this book is very solid and good, and I like it. But 
I'm really not sure why it is where it is. And um, that confusion has me thinking I might drop it and uh, try something else for a while, maybe until it gets back on track. I, uh, I'm very curious about that title. I've been curious about it, and I keep – I need to read some of yours. Yeah, I should I should let you borrow, like, up to where I'm at. And I, I, I want to go back and look. I, I think I just must have missed something <laughs> as right. to why we've jumped so far forward into time. And the story he's telling is really good and solid, but um, I don't know why, and that's – I totally slighted Green Arrow, by the way. Green Arrow has been fantastic. Oh, really? Yes. Jeff Lemire was born to do this, and his artist – stupid good like, it, like that's that's the classification he's in stupid is it a, good i mean is it like the hawkeye book in, in, uh, in i like ways? it i like it I, I haven't tried hawkeye i can't compare him i'm gonna be honest i'm not gonna try to compare him i'm huge into the show and that's the whole reason i jumped at this right. and i'm glad i did i love how it's set up the fight it's a street level. I love street level guys. We've talked about this. Street level is my favorite type of hero. Right. And it's it's done very well. I mean, some of it's borderline supernatural in this, but it's it's a great edge they're they're riding there. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this guy's name, or is it a girl? And Andrea Sorrentino. I think it is a, a lady. Hmm. But wow, the colors, the whole night. Does she do her own colors? My word. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's Neil's blown away. <laughs> Does the cover? Oh wow! No, it's a it's Marcelo. Oh, I, I'm gonna murder this name. <laughs> May Olo. Does it? Oh, but and they work in tandem so well. Holy cow! It's like a feast for the eyes. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving in my eyelids right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit before we wrap it up about uh, Manifest Destiny. What did What have you thought about what's going on here? Are you still surprised every issue like I am I am I am surprised <laughs> and so I you know if I could ask I really would love to see a teaser of Lewis and Clark if they're still alive like by the end of this like just a <laughs> drawing of what they look like right. like what what limbs are now replaced by like wooden pegs <laughs> because this is people are you know they're losing their men by the buckets here yeah and there's like an end game to this, I think, already maybe planned out. I'm not sure. Right. I, I have to ask Mr. Roberts again uh, because I think he had said uh, Dingus had, had – um, I think he said he had an end game, but I'm not positive on that. That might just yeah. be my mind because I like to think that writers always have an end game in mind. Yeah, I mean most image books seem to have that with the exception of like Walking Dead, but – the Most creatures are my absolute favorite part of that book. Yeah, because and he's giving Matt a lot of. Um, I'm sure Matt's enjoying it because he's not drawing the same creatures every episode. I mean, every issue rather. Um, every issue, I'm surprised at what new fantastical beasts is going to torture these poor people. <clears throat> I uh, yeah, we I'm have... excited. I've seen you know I've I've, I've seen a couple sketches. Mm-hmm. That I thought was like, whoa, here we go. Yeah. But <laughs> like, I just some of the previews they put up on their Facebook page. Yeah. I mean, yeah, follow these guys. Manifest Destiny. I, I can't scream this loud enough. I mean, pick it up. Yeah. I, I just, it's nothing like it. There, yeah, I, there's definitely nothing like it. It's one of those things like an image, I could scream to the top of my lungs. It's things like Deadly Class, like Manifest Destiny. Um, I've Black Science is that an image book? I heard it yep. was really good. I'm not sure yep. if that's an image or if that's a Vertigo, I think, like from DC. Uh, I think it's Image. I've, Let me yeah. see. I, I don't want to, but it, I have heard this. And when I was working, I, I helped Mr. Uh, you know Matt Roberts out at the local Roanoke Comic Con here. You know everybody that came up and had, you know experienced this book or looked at it for a minute there at the con was just taken aback. And a lot of them I heard saying that Image is doing the best they've ever done. That they're doing the most interesting line out of all the, the the you know publishers, right? And I don't disagree, yeah, um, at all. It's just amazing. Well, they it's, it's when you don't have to pull the the yeah, it's an image series. Sorry for Black Science. Okay, so when you don't have to tow the superhero line, it's it's really easy to make 
interesting and compelling stories that have beginnings and endings and you don't have to ever go back if you don't want to and, and when you're not making it mm. number one after issue 30 right or or sooner <clears throat> you're not rehashing the same characters you're not living up to previous standards of characters previous storylines i mean that's that's gotta you're be not, a tough thing to do and you're not hurting one group's feelings because you've redesigned this uh, character entirely yeah like I, there's no expectations on the character and that's i think that's really the biggest problem with dc right now is their reboot um really affected me um in terms of the way i'm reading stuff and looking at stuff because i still look fondly back on so many of those books before they redesigned everything and i'm trying to find stuff i like um you know stuff like swamp thing is easy to like because you know swamp thing didn't really change all that much um Justice League 3000 is completely separate from their universe. But, you know, even the Harley Quinn book, as much as I'm enjoying it, I liked her when she was Harley Quinn with Gotham City Sirens, you know? Right. And I now, just right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something that's going to wreck your brain. Okay. If you had to keep one book from Marvel, what would you keep? Silver Surfer. For Easy. me, it would be uh, Avengers, uh, not undercover, but... Uh, what is it called? I just had you read it, but the, it was know, undercover. Dennis it was, Hopeless. It was it undercover? Yeah. yeah, Avengers undercover. Yeah, um, because you know, that's spinning the, out of your Avengers arena, which was Aven- yeah, at, yep, Avengers undercover out of Avengers arena. Dennis Hopeless is the bomb. Okay, one book out of DC. What would you keep? One book out of DC. Oh, gosh, right now I'm saying Swamp Thing. All right, one book out of Image. Uh, Manifest Destiny. That's All right, the Image book I'm reading though. How about um, okay? So I think I already know what you're gonna say. You're gonna keep Quantum and Woody from Valiant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really enjoying it. But to to be honest with you, I don't know how long I'm gonna want to just keep laughing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. After, it needs an while, edge. It's the problem I have with Deadpool yeah. after a while. Yeah. I'm enjoying it for now. Um, I'd like to see it go someplace. Um, a little more serious and you know if it doesn't I can always drop it and just pick it up at random um, but you've got to have I think I feel like you've got to have some levity for the the really funny times to be that much more funny yeah like you've got to have some seriousness happen I tell you I read the first Exo Manowar trade and really really enjoyed that and I've contemplated sort of getting caught up on the trades and, and going with that for a while so I, don't know. I need to check it out. So, to reiterate, because uh, I don't think I answered. For now, Quantum keep... and Woody for me. What would you keep? Our Marvel Avengers are cover. Um, you know, DC. I'm keeping Batgirl all okay. the way. Um, Image. That's tough. I love Manifest Destiny, but I'm also loving Deadly Class. That would be a coin toss. Right. I love them both. Um, if I uh, IDW, I don't think I asked you that. I, I think you're getting. I don't, think I don't know if you're getting. Are you getting anything from IDW? No. no. So you, you should start buying turtles, because um, <laughs> that's what I'd be keeping from IDW. Uh, even though I love Samurai Jack and some of the other properties they're messing with. Dark Horse. Are you getting any Dark Horse? Uh, no, I dropped Star Wars, so no. Yeah, and Dark Horse for me would be a tough one, because I I love Hellboy, I love BPRD, I love. You know what? Right now, if I had to choose. Dark Horse. I'm gonna say Lobster Johnson. That is a weird pick. Hmm. I know it's not Hellboy. I know it's not BPRD, <laughs> but that book has been the colors. The story is on a roll right now. Hmm. Um, if I had to drop all my books, hmm. every single one of them except for one, you know what book it would be? Maybe Lobster. <laughs> no, no, no. One book, Batgirl. Mouse Guard, man. Oh, your mouse guard. That's right. Because that's and it's weird because we don't mention it because it's in Archaea and I don't read. I don't really know too much about anything else they do, but mouse guard. They do a lot of things right. that look interesting. I just haven't picked them up. Hmm. And it's it's so funny that the one publisher I didn't. It's just because David Peterson's just kind of like the Jim Henson of what he does. But, right. Um. I want to say a quick, uh, you know. My thoughts and prayers are going out to Stan Sakai. Um, I don't know if you have kept up to date, but Mm -hmm. his wife's having another rough bout. And that's, uh, for folks who don't know, that's the creator 
total awesome genius behind uh, Usagi Ojimbo, hmm. which has been going on since we were tots. Right. Um, and uh, I just I like keeping him in my thoughts and prayers. He's had such a hard time in life, and he, whether I don't know what he, you know, I'm sure it's torture what he's going through, but he puts on a brave face publicly. Hmm. He really does. Like that man's a bull, and I I cannot uh, say in words how much I respect and I just hope that things go so well for him he's had a hard time hmm. so sorry to hear that yeah sorry to be a downer there no. um, but it's just you know I think folks should know he's he's a, he's a legend in the field really yeah he's really there's like a benefit book that's being put together for him I'll definitely look at buying that you cool. know once that's comprised yeah those those medical bills Oof. yeah Man, he's a bull about it. He just, yeah. he seems, you know, he tries to keep up beat. He posts on Facebook. He shares his life with us. Wow. And that's just, it's pretty amazing. Hmm. Okay. Definitely keep him in our thoughts and prayers. And we're going to wrap it up. We've got an hour's worth of content. Wow. We cool. could keep going. I have people telling me that the, the, <laughs> the few folks that let us infect our uh, their eardrums, and hopefully that keeps uh, growing. But uh, they, they want a longer show, Matt. Really? We could, they want us to talk more, and I can't imagine <laughs> why everybody would want that from me. Um, you're very debonair, but hearing my psycho babble sometimes, I would just hang up. It's it's hard. I mean, after a while, you, you just your brain gets tired, and you can't think anymore. So I could talk about this all day. I just, <laughs> it would end up being – it would get more and more, um, I think, polarizing. Is that <laughs> <laughs> because I would start letting like my – my opinions start to sound like facts, which they're not. <laughs> we so. go off on random tangents about Donna Troy's weird-looking husband. Or uh, Guy Gardner books that my buddy, my so-called <laughs> friend, buys me to to rub it in my face of how bad. You don't understand. I read, I read him because of how ridiculous he is. That <laughs> that doesn't affect me, sir, although that art did affect me. Yeah, I've, I found <laughs> at the Comic-Con a really – what was it? A 90s – Guy Gardner book where he's like in a sports bra. He's like uh, totally against the Green Lanterns. He has like the lantern symbol crossed out on his shirt, and he's hanging out with Lobo, and it's it's really terrible. Uh, anytime a, a lantern Gar- Gar- picks Gar- up guns, history. oh yes. <laughs> like why has he got guns? He was a cop, wasn't he? He was, but it's just like <laughs> it's like cable sized guns. Yeah, it's not like he's a cop again. <laughs> ridiculous I want to read those when you're done with them uh, I don't know I'm going to be honest show. I appreciate the uh, the gesture I don't know I'm going to read those Matt <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried yeah. about what it might do to my perception <laughs> I, I've got to I can't you know it's a gift I can't not it, it's so why would you do that <laughs> I don't know it's Guy Gardner history you have to have it all that's not true history a, a lot of people talk about things that have happened <laughs> And I'm selective about what I'm going to say actually happened. <laughs> like, in my world, that didn't happen. Every character has their their moment where they were that's drawn like, poorly and written poorly. That's like in my world, no one but Thor has ever picked up Thor's hammer. I don't care if it happened in a comic. <laughs> that's dumb. You just totally make a character less when you do things like that. What did you think about Thor's face mask in uh, Infinity Gauntlet? Notice that that was when he went through that terrible phase where he had like a Green Lantern-looking metal mask. Kind of looked like Hawkman. Yeah. That was the worst part of that book, I think. What was otherwise an incredible read was ruined by that Thor costume. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it ruined it, but it was definitely off-putting. It was an eyesore. <laughs> Out of an otherwise beautiful book, that was the one eyesore where I was like, what are they doing with Thor here? I'm, I'm just going to say that I'm staring at that book, one of the two books you got me right now, and it's hurting. Um, <laughs> it looks like he's going to birth a quadro out of his britches. <laughs> and I don't – why? We need to post a picture of it. Why? You need to, it. There, there needs to be a – one of those internet memes or whatever because yeah. I'm an old guy I say things like that um <laughs> that <laughs> of me in a field screaming to the heavens <laughs> and then there's a picture of this why scan it and give me a picture of yourself I can make it happen yeah and then there's I a picture of you shot. going not absolute evil necessary evil <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Matt Baird in a Bane mask. <laughs> have you seen? Oh, have oh, you yeah, seen? Oh, Bane cat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah, guys haven't I live seen with it, him. YouTube Bane cat. That's an amazing video that somebody made, and their cat actually wears this Bane mask without fighting it, mind you. A big cat, a big overweight cat, with a Bane mask that's like torturing his owner. It's awesome. It's cash. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah anyway it's my cat it's one of my three sons or i've i've got two sons and a daughter but she's so tom might as well be three sons <laughs> tom boy. yeah all right we're gonna wrap it up here uh don't forget to go visit stashmycomics.com and hey the um the other podca- podcast is rolling as well so um if, Check out those guys on Stash My Comics. Yeah, if we're slacking, you can listen to the other one because they got that up and running again. So, but we're gonna try to be better. At least, you know, if we can't do every week, let's try to do every two weeks. Rock and roll. We commit to that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. Uh, also, don't forget our other sponsor, bndcomics.com. If you got a local store, support them. If you happen to be in Roanoke, Virginia. Make sure you stop by until the Matt and Neil sent you. Awesome. Awesome. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.